Hello, this is The Playground, and my name is Julia, and today's episode is going to be <laughs> a journey. I usually have some sort of topic or song that I use as an outline to guide my podcast episode, but today I have a lot of different topics swirling in my mind right now, and really just a lack of direction. I want to start off this episode by saying that the past few weeks have been busy, have been a little bit chaotic, but have also been difficult. I've had a lot of half-baked ideas kind of swirling around, but I didn't really have the inspiration or spark to flesh them out fully, and I have handful of ideas kind of waiting in the background and I'm not really sure which song I want to pair those ideas with or really like what full idea I can create an episode out of those ideas so I just thought um why not put all those ideas into one episode in addition to what I wanted to talk about initially starting off this episode which is my current life status. Recently, I've been going through a, a rough time and I've been really questioning whether or not I wanted to record this episode because I would really like to record an episode where it's upbeat and it's fun and I have a lot of great ideas that are fully formed. I just don't, I'm just don't have that today and I do feel a pressure to record an episode because I usually have about four episodes lined up ready to go. Unfortunately that is not the case this week but you know having such a difficult few days um, past week I've been doing a lot of listening and I find myself doing that a lot when I'm not feeling too great I just, all I want to do is listen. I've been listening to Brene Brown's Unlocking Us. I've um, been listening to Katie Bellotti's Thick and Thin. And I've been listening a lot to Emma Chamberlain's Anything Goes. And I think the reason why I listen when I am not feeling great is because Well, I guess first I should say why I'm not feeling so great. Um, It's not a stomach bug. It is not COVID. It is not an upper respiratory sickness or illness. It's my mental health. And a few things made me kind of spiral to where I'm at right now. And it just sparked a lot of anxiety, a little bit of depression, just very sad thoughts, feeling a little bit numb, and whenever I get into headspaces like that, I don't even want to hear myself think. They're all the same thoughts. None of them are uplifting or positive, and listening to other people's voices and ideas silence the voices in my head, but also open up new perspectives and doors and possible routes for me to take to get away from my current situation. Today's song I have chosen 
is No Halo by Brock Hampton. Trying to get that call up in your head again, Montana Lana. Maybe I should just go mosey my ass over to your house. What about the side of you up on the castle? Cozy, lowly, lit like rosy chicks. So you so cozy with somebody else. Get nervous, my stomach churning, burning. I'm be ready to knock some teeth out of his ass. Late night corner, we pass. Like that switch, it get red. Used to skip right round that pen. We don't go there no more. We don't see sun no more. Baby, wanna bed the whole apartment like the FBI. Taking everything from pies and pans and fans and golden eye. Except the doll, everything in the draws Used to be so perfect, but it's never getting solved I'm sure I'll find it No one help me when my eyes go red I'm sure I'll find it No one help me when my, no one help me when I'm sure I'll find it No one help me when my eyes go red I'm sure I'll find it No one help me when my, no one help me when my Do I matter? I'm depressed, mother got special mess, never had no halo Chippy, I can barely hike it out of bed, time bomb under it Persuading you to hop in, mmm, options Running out of options, mmm, options Used to have options, mmm, options Running out of options, mmm, options Used to have options I'm sure I'll find it 
was No Halo by Brockhampton. I first got introduced to Brockhampton when I was friends with this one person. We were really close and we have a playlist together and we really just bonded over the music of Brockhampton. We both loved the music. We both were obsessed with the band and I'm pretty sure the, the majority of the music on that playlist is Brockhampton. And um, whenever I hear or listen to Brockhampton, I'm taken back to moments in my life when I was friends with this person and moments of my life where I was leaning on this music to help me understand what was going through my own life. The song in particular is really gut-wrenching to me. I remember walking around New York just listening to this song and just trying to make sense of my life and what was happening. And the first line I wanted to look at was I don't know where I'm going. If I gotta take the high road, I'm rolling. So this to me means that that I'm lost. And I feel like that very much so right now. I almost feel a level of hopelessness because I don't know what other opportunities there are out there. And the line, if I gotta take the high road, I'm rolling, to me sounds like, I think in the song, it was meant to be like, if I have to take the high road, I don't want to do that. I'd rather choose something that feels fulfilling in the moment. And to me, however, when I heard this lyric, it meant that if there's an option to take the high road, that's the road I'm always going to take. And I've always wanted to take the high road. I remember in high school when there was a lot of drama, I always would tell myself and my friends, like, it's character of a reputation. Like, if you have to make a decision that might tarnish the way you're perceived, always take the option that is character building, that is the high road. And it's always something I've lived by. And it's a value that I'm very proud that I live by and by no means is it the easiest moral to uphold. It can be really difficult. The next slide, I am trying to get like all up in your head again Montana Lana. Maybe I should just go mosey my ass over to your house. This to me is kind of how anxiety is how I experience my anxiety. I get very in my head very echo chambery, a lot of rumination, and I found that one of the best ways to get out of those cycles is to do something that you do something applicable in the real world, whether it is a conversation with someone, writing it out, seeing it for yourself in a visual medium, and Unfortunately, sometimes you can't pacify your anxiety with a conversation or just writing it out. And that's when I suggest getting professional help. And unfortunately, professional help is not easily or readily accessible. This is something that I am currently experiencing. 
my school offers mental health services, which is great and amazing and is a support that all students should have, but is also something that all individuals should have the opportunity to take if need be. I, just based off of the mental health services that my school offers, I find that the wait times are a aspect of mental health that can really get in the way of your healing. It is a part of the reality that I am facing and experiencing right now. But that being said, getting out of anxiety cycles or even depressive moments can be lessened, can be helped by making actionable plans. The lines, what about the sight of you up on the couch? So cozy, lowly, lit like rosy cheeks. Oh, you so cozy with somebody else. Get nervous, my stomach churned and burning. <laughs> this is basically what my anxiety looks like. It's like the worst possible outcome of any situation. And of course that feeling, that visceral feeling I get in my body of that anxious thought and what's so silly is that it's really just a thought it's not the reality i don't know it to be true and i was recently just talking to my friend about some of my anxious thoughts and she told me she's like julia you don't know if that's true you take things at face value and you don't see past that veneer that's absolutely right when i am in a better mental state it's easier for me to not take things at face value and to recognize that everyone's human but when i get into these states of pure anxiety it's very difficult for me to gain any perspective the lines i'm sure i'll find it this is this line is a chant throughout the whole song and i remember is a line that i would just emphasize while listening, walking around the city. And it's bizarre to me because I don't know what I'm going to find. And I think the assumption is that whatever I'm going to find will be good, will make me feel fulfilled and happy, but I don't know that to be true. I think when someone says, I'm sure you'll find it, it's almost as if like, you're going to find the key to your happiness, the key to whatever you're seeking. And you know, there have been times in my life where I find something that unlocks Pandora's box. <laughs> it's the key to something scary and dark and not the, not the victory and triumph that I was hoping for. And I don't want to make it sound like there's a binary of either it's a good or bad thing. I think there is a spectrum. And of course, based off of your perspective and how you take that direction, it'll completely change the meaning of what you find. But when I hear that line, I'm sure I'll find it. It's, op it's optimistic to me. And I don't think I'll ever hear the words, I'm sure you'll find it and think of something negative. But it also makes me think that if I'm living my life just trying to find something, when am I ever going to be happy in the present with what I have right now, with what I'm experiencing right now? And that's kind of what worries me about really taking this song and this line to heart because I don't want to keep living my life on the chase of finding the thing that'll fulfill whatever I feel is missing. I think that 
finding peace and acceptance in how you're feeling, whether you feel unfulfilled or fulfilled, is the beauty to life. There was this advice I heard that the beauty to life was not being born with all the things and traits that you've always desired, but rather making the best out of what you have right now in the moment. It's an art to make something beautiful out of maybe something less than perfect. But I think that's what art is too. I don't think art is perfect. I think art is expressive and it has meaning to it and it signifies or symbolizes something greater than what it is. And I don't think anyone would look, I don't know why my mind went to this, but I don't think anyone would look at a flower and start criticizing and judging its imperfections. You look at a flower and you see it in its whole beauty and you accept it and admire the beauty that comes with nature and naturalness, which is imperfection. I think there's actually a scientific study that once showed that if someone's face was completely symmetrical and perfect, it would almost be eerie, like it wouldn't look perfect in a human eye. And that's so interesting to me because there's so much beauty out of imperfection. The lines, do I matter, I'm ecstatic, I'm depressed, more like God's special mess, never had no halo. The question, do I matter, is a question that I struggle with. I think it's one of my worst fears of not being enough. And I know that's not exactly the question of do I matter, but I feel like I'm all these things, but am I ever enough? It's interesting the line, more like God's special mess never had no halo. To me, that is signifying something of value of being something special because you're not just a mess, you're a special mess. <laughs> that being said, this kind of goes back to the idea of finding beauty and imperfection. I think a lot of the times through social media and just the way people move through life, it can be easy to see that everyone seems to be floating and for some strange reason, the baggage you're carrying just seems to be so much heavier or maybe not even heavier. You just seem to be weaker and less able to do things that other people are doing so easily. And I think that's the veneer of life and existence. The line, options running out of options. I think I've related to this line multiple times throughout my life. Whenever I get into these weird states, these states of anxiety and sadness, I feel very hopeless. And I think that hopelessness really stems from not feeling like I have options. I don't feel like I know what to do because I feel very stuck. The truth of the matter is you always have options. And saying that comes with a level of privilege, but there are options. Sometimes speaking from my personal experience, one can get clouded by their own voice so much so that they can't see through their own fog that they've created. Which makes me think of this one New York Times episode where they were talking about a very famous songwriter. I don't know his name off the top of my head, which is unfortunate because he's very well known, but he was 
a very well-known man wrote music for musicals, um, Broadway, um, some movies, and he wrote this one song about a man who created a hat and how it was godlike because he created something out of nothing. And whenever I get really down and I seem, I feel like there really is no light at the end of the tunnel, what I'm reminded of is that I have created all of these very scary, anxious thoughts by myself, and that is godlike. I think with that knowledge, it makes me think if I am a god in the sense that I have created something, what do I want to create as a god? I think that makes me feel like there's a level of power and agency that I have over my life. And I think it can be really powerful in moments when you don't feel like you have that much power. The lines pop the stitches from society and fall to my knees. This line I chose to talk about because I have experienced times when I feel like I'm working on everything outside of myself, whether it be schoolwork, volunteering, work, but I'm not feeding or nurturing myself. So while I'm doing all these things outside of myself, I'm kind of just falling to my knees. And this kind of goes back to a previous episode where I talk about the idea of putting yourself last is taught as a virtuous act, but the only way to get to that level of putting others before you is when you're at a level when you know you're always going to be there for yourself where you not only trust yourself, but you have gotten to a level of fulfillment. This line really just reminds me to fulfill myself, to take care of myself, and only then will I be able to appropriately and adequately support and give back to the world. The lines, I believe to an extreme that we all can find a way. I believe in this line so much. It takes time to find a way And I want to make a comment saying it says we all can find a way. It doesn't say the right way, the wrong way. It's a way. And that way will be your very own unique path that you have created for yourself. And that's the beauty of it. Anyone can find their way. It'll take time. It might take a few challenges and bumps along the way, but you will find a way. And I promise you that. So the last few lines went to church for the hell of it, stumbled in drunk as shit, been going through it again, been talking to myself, wondering who I am, been thinking I am better than him. In times like these, I just need to believe it's all part of a plan. Also part of me, but I am still here. The first part of these lines make me think of going through the motions, but not really embracing it wholeheartedly. And I think part of getting out of these ruts will starts as going through the motions i was just listening to an episode where emma chamberlain was talking about getting herself out of an existential crisis where she really just had to go through some healthy motions to elevate herself to a level where she was able to start recognizing those healthy traits i have been doing that. I have been kind of going through the motions of healthy habits and it can be really difficult and exhausting to do those things when you are not feeling that great. But I think 
personally, I'd rather go through the motions of doing something healthy than go through the motions of doing something that doesn't fulfill me, that I know is not right for me, that is not helping me in any way. The line, been talking to myself, wondering who I am, been thinking I am better than him. This line, I'm not religious, so when I think of him, I interpret it as my ego, about, I think of it about my pride. Whenever I get into these ruts, I get these like echo chamber voices in my head, and then a lot of the times how I feel during these times don't reflect who I want to be, doesn't really fit into the narrative I've been telling myself of who I am. And I go into this deep questioning of, is this who I really am? Is this what I'm supposed to feel like? Is this what I'm going to feel like for the rest of my life? And I think that I am not better than my ego and I need to accept that this is something I'm experiencing, this is something that I'm going through and that I can't escape my reality. So the last line I'm going to analyze is in times like these I just need to believe it's all part of a plan. Lost a part of me but I'm still here. I kind of touched on this in my spirituality episode where I realized I use spirituality as a crutch for when I'm not feeling that great. And what's really interesting is that I've noticed that I've almost started to use spirituality in times of middle ground. What I mean by that is when I'm very happy, everything in my life seems to be going great. I don't feel the need to use spirituality as a crutch because I'm doing just fine. I'm floating on my own. When I'm very sad, I don't want to use spirituality because I'm scared of what I'll get from the readings. I'm scared of what I'll see. And I'm just in too fragile a place to really be shaken like that. And I just have realized I use spirituality when I'm, I wouldn't say bored, but when I feel like I can handle it and when I also feel like I could use the extra helping hand. The next part of this line makes me think that throughout my entire life journey, I'm constantly shedding old past versions of myself. And at times those sheds can feel like I really lost an integral part of myself. And what's really interesting is that recently, I have found version. I found parts of myself that I thought were gone long ago. Parts of which I'm happy to have found again, but other parts I'm not too keen on realizing that they are still very much a part of me. And I want to do a larger episode on past versions of myself, n- new versions of myself, and what it means really to be going through a constant evolution and what it means to feel like you've lost yourself and to find yourself again. All this to say, I think at the end of the day, you're always going to be you. Change and evolution is possible and it's always happening, but this brings up the larger question of who are you? What is an identity? And I remember talking about this in my high school senior year philosophy class and it was always such a conundrum to me. It's a question I don't know the answer to, but it's a question that I'm constantly thinking about. While I don't know how to put it into words, I think it's a feeling I have. Maybe it's where my interests are. Which which is also interesting to say because my interests have changed drastically throughout the years, but maybe it's one's values. I'm not entirely sure. But I think it's 
really truly genuinely a feeling and I don't think it's the feeling of my body per se because my body is also very much changing all the time there's this feeling I get when I feel like I'm back to normal when I'm back to my calibrated self I don't know if there's a word in the English language that describes the way I feel but let me know if you feel that feeling too when you just know when you familiarize yourself with yourself to a point where when something's off, you can tell. When I put it in those terms, I feel like who I am is the version of myself that I'm most familiar with. That includes parts of myself that I'm not proud of and parts of myself that I really like. And I think that change and evolution is slow. And so when changes do happen, I don't recognize them at first glance, but over time, I will familiarize myself with those parts of myself and recognize them as who I am. I think that's my answer for today's episode. I mentioned earlier in the episode that I had a lot of ideas I was just going to throw into this episode, but I feel like I've covered a pretty streamlined topic and I hope you enjoyed and thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a lovely day. Bye!